Fellow Canadian expat Marie McClellan joined us today for episode number 46 to discuss a variety of topics, including being an international school teacher, her passion for cooking, tattoos, unique fashion in Korea, and being married abroad to a Western teacher. The original recording was set back due to a random health scare that Marie encountered. We're happy to announce that she has now received treatment for her issue and she's on the road to recovery. Good job, Marie. It was a pleasure sitting down with you to record. Thanks so much for making the trip all the way from the dark side to make it happen. Hope you guys enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Dr. English. It's summertime, and after the vaccine rollout, eventually, (laughs) we're all going right back into travel season. This means the time to start brushing up on your English conversation skills is now. What are you waiting for? Dr. English is an all-in-one online English learning platform. The qualified native speakers can help you start your journey or progress on your journey to English fluency today. Enjoy learning from the comfort of your own home. For a free sample class, please call 010-4591-1496. Open your doors to endless opportunities. Take your English to the next level by visiting their website now at www.dr-english.com. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. documentary I was I was in a hotel and I was sick of doom scrolling on my phone and I <laughs> doom scrolling doom scrolling That's yes. it. I like that. Mm. Facebook oh god what's going on in the world doom scrolling yeah. um so I wasn't in the mood to doom scroll and I'm flicking through it's Korean TV and they landed on this like documentary and it was about this girl this white girl who's Korean her parents passed away and a Korean family adopted her she's blonde she's white yeah. she's she's but she is Korean yeah people will come up to her and try and talk English to her and she's like what what <laughs> They were doing a documentary about her, following her around, her mannerisms, her way, her giggle, her everything. Her she was she was completely a Korean girl, but she was white. There's the uh, there's an African kid here too whose parents immigrated for work, and he was born here and has been put right through the system. He's he's like a famous model. Yeah. Okay. But I think it's the same thing where people go up. A soccer player? No, he's a model. There's a guy who's going to be playing for the World Cup team. Yeah. Who's Ghanaian? But you look at him, you're like, oh, you're obviously ethnically not Korean, but everything, the way he eats, the way he, he talks to people and interacts, it's yeah. absolutely awkward. And, and just like all the little things, like the way she held herself yeah. and <laughs> like just the, just every, like it, Welcome, it, it, welcome it was, to 2020 or yeah. 2021. Yeah. So it was, it was, <laughs> it was really interesting. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Let's roll her in. We'll have an official roll in. Welcome to another episode of This Korean Life. Today with us is all the way from Donggu, <laughs> Mary McClellan. Welcome. We um, I bumped into you there on the I'll call it the dark side. On uh, <laughs> it's I bumped the in, beach side. The beach side. <laughs> we uh, I bumped into you there little couple months ago. Anyways, that was uh, kind of in the in a in a lull in the pandemic, and I bumped into you at uh, at Burger Mugger. And we knew we had to uh, had to have you on. What a great place is that you? Oh my god, I do. I go there. I I used to go when he was at his old location, 
because it was like right around the corner from my husband's school yeah. and um so so we'd go but he had such limited hours he was only open for lunch um, but now he's got, uh, I'm, I'm really happy for him. Yeah. Like it's, nice... do, it's doing really well. And the food is so good. We, we interviewed him too. And it's just, it's so funny. Nate pointed out, like he went to Japan to study. No, he went to Japan to do something else, but ended up studying, uh, Japanese food and then came here and, or no, then went to the States and cooked sushi and then came back here and he cooks hamburgers. <laughs> yeah. Quite a, quite a, quite a thing. But no, oh, I liked, I, for me, that was the first time going in there, and it was uh, the the atmosphere was was cool, man. It was a yeah. nice uh, it was a nice atmosphere. Yeah, no, he's he's my Facebook friend, and whenever I go in, he always says like, "When are you gonna bring me some of your food? When are you gonna bring me some of your food?" So, <laughs> I, so I, I showed up there one day with a some carrot mango muffins with ginger frosting on them, and and gave them to him, and he was just really appreciative. He's like, "You can sell these." I was like, "Yeah, but then I <laughs> then I wouldn't want to make them anymore." <laughs> that's uh, that's interesting. We we used to do we used to make sausages for um, for a market here, and once you do start selling it, it takes the kind of the fun out of it. Like, oh, this is a job now. Shit, I don't want to do this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it was. Uh, Oh, he, he ran into some tough luck with the decline of the shipyard, and uh, that was it. He just couldn't afford to be open all those hours. With, I mean, the shipyard used to make a lot of places run and don't go. A lot, yeah, of, a places. lot of places. A lot of places, yeah. And, and when you take that many guys out of the economy, especially who are guys who frequent uh, Western food restaurants, I mean, probably, probably 10 of the best restaurants in the city closed down. So I think it's just impressive that he's still open and that he was able to what transition in between where, you know, he could pick up some work. I think he was downtown at a Yakutori or something place downtown, um, which still allowed him to be open at lunch, but he could still make a living downtown mm. in the nighttime. And now he's he's back up and doing good. So What's a Yakutori? It's is a it, it's Japanese. Is it Kaya? Isn't it? Is it Kaya? Is it Kaya? is like a drinking. I never heard of a Yakutori. nighttime drinking one, is it? Oh. Mm. Looking at your Instagram, then I, I think one of the first times we interacted, you uh, you're like why won't my bread rise? What's going on here? You're using the you're using the wrong flour. I was using the wrong, I was using the plain flour, not the not the strong not the flour. gang flour, yeah. but the gangnam. Yeah. No, the uh, and you know what I did that for probably close to a year before even considering like oh maybe I'm doing it wrong maybe it's the wrong flour but I was I screwed up bread forever but yeah. anyways, I'm glad we uh, we connected on that anyways. What do you cook? Most of are you in more in a baking and a cooking? I'm the... I I I cook dinner like every day. Like I'm much more into cooking than than baking. The the pandemic kind of brought me into baking a little bit more mm. because we did have like that long coronation, mm. and I just needed something to <laughs> fill my time with, and I just like I couldn't cook meals so i started <laughs> yeah. you know like i was cooking meals but i i you know was yeah. looking for something to do with my time and you know i found i i started the banana bread trend because korea <laughs> korea was on the corona before before the rest of the world and i did banana bread at like day 12 or something like that <laughs> and then you look at you look at social media and and when it hit kind of the us and canada and then at about day 12 everybody was doing banana bread yeah. and i looked back at like my timestamps on my photos and i was like i started that i started that <laughs> <laughs> oh man you 
you have, I mean, the the visuals or the the pictures on Facebook, Instagram are pretty impressive. You have a pretty diverse ability. Like the food you make as well. It, it reminds me of my mom back in the day, but I don't think anybody cooks like that anymore. I mean, you make all this. If you just went to the restaurant and picked out something on the menu, that's what you made last night for dinner. Yeah, I. And, I, and it's it's not just you know the typical twenty meals that people make at home, and they usually go out for these ones. Like you do all of them. Where does that come from? Um, it it comes from living overseas for <clears throat> since two thousand and six, and not being able to get uh, a lot of what I wanted to eat so I had to learn to cook it so like a lot of the early stuff I was learning to cook was like western food like meat and potatoes meatloaf and you know like stuff stuff from home or just a good spaghetti because um I first moved to Korea in 2006 and um noodles and ketchup Yes. <laughs> yes. Cortalian. Uh, More sugar, please. Well, yeah. yeah. So, you know, just learning how to cook cook the Western food that I wanted to to cook and then just... those, are the, those are the standard meals that I cook. But you make stuff that requires a lot more time that I don't have time for. But see, okay. So the air fryer. <laughs> She's on team air fryer. That's why I'm, I'm on team air fryer. But that so so most recently that Vietnamese grilled pork that I made. Um, let that marinate overnight with some lemongrass, fish sauce, soy sauce, sugar, and then I just stuck it in the air fryer for twenty minutes, and I don't have to like grill pieces of mm, pork. <laughs> and so I just like a lot a lot of my. Uh, stuff I do either in the air fryer or in the instant pot, which is an electric pressure cooker. Yeah. So those are two two big bonuses to have, I guess. But now I'm start when you say those ingredients, I think okay, that's the other part. I don't have time to go out and not time. I don't go out and get all those different ingredients to make one meal, and then I want to make it two months later, and it's already gone bad. Um, but me... living next to the foreign mart or one of the foreign marts is probably yeah. the next big clue, right? Yeah. So near my school is Sweet Bay Mart and near my home so. is Shalimar Mart. So that, that really helps. But also I'm adept at using coupon and I order, I, I order food and I've always made it a big part of like my monthly budget to spend yeah. on food. Yeah. Like I, I don't. I'm not a big go to the movies person. I don't, that's not something I mm. like to do. I don't, um, I, I go out to the bars from time to time, but that's not something that I do. So like my, my entertainment budget is very much food and yeah. ingredients. And so it's like, well, yeah, this ingredient costs way more than it costs at home. And mm. it's like, yeah, but I want to eat it. Lemongrass, six bucks. No way. I was gonna say one, one beer is eight. Oh, okay. My no, you won't my Seven Eleven doesn't carry lemongrass, so that's my first problem. Right. Um, if I was closer to one of those, I think like when I go in and I buy all the the curry powders and stuff, and I go home and I got good meals for a week, and then I either run out or that stuff's gone bad or I can't use the coconut milk's done or whatever, and then I'm back to the basics. But yeah, I think uh, my paprika turned yellow too. 
my paprika powder. Remember that happened to you years Dude. ago? Dude. Oh, that happened to mine, too. What the hell happened? I was like, what is that? I, how is this cumin? I was in paprika <laughs> yeah. last month. What happened? Yeah. Is it still good? I threw it out. Uh, it's yeah. it's, sta- it's 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 not yeah. bad as in it's going to hurt you, but it's stale and will impart no flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, that's the... Solid, I, I never bought yeah. a tub of cumin before, but what did... I asked my wife, did you change the paprika? This was paprika 100%, man. Yeah, I don't know what happened. You can tell, too, with, just with the, the Italian sausages there. When you put that in, it gives it that nice dark red, but it was it was orange and like kind of yellowy for a while. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> you know, gotta change it up, keep it fresh, fresh. What is your What is your favorite kind of cuisine outside of stuff from Canada? I well and truly love Korean food. I a big part of what brought us back to Korea was we weren't super keen on the food in the other countries that we were living in. We, we liked it well enough, but like, I like 90% of Korean food. There's a few dishes I don't like, but most Korean food I really like. Um, and Indian food I like a lot, and Ethiopian food. Oh, we used to go to an Ethiopian place in, uh, when I was in Ghana, and oh, it was fantastic. I used to love that stuff. Um, you should make the trek out to Dongu, and I will do a big Ethiopian feast. Yeah? I, can, I can even make the bread. Ooh. What is Ethiopian food? I think I've asked that before. I don't know what. It is. So it's beans? it's texturally beans, uh, beans and yeah. beans and lentils. Yeah. It's texturally a lot like Indian food, like okay. like kind of like stewed yeah. stewed lentils, stewed beans, that yeah. kind of thing. But it's a, just a different flavor profile. Cool. Like instead of having like a garam masala as like in base, a lot of yeah. as a base, you have a, a seasoning called beber. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> um, and it's just it's that that seasoning is like the base for like a lot uh, okay, of okay. of things. Cool. Do you cook Korean at home? I cook very, uh, especially now that I'm in Korea. I cook even less Korean because um, the Ajumas can cook better than me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I go out to eat Korean, but when I'm living, when I have been living like elsewhere, like I, I make a pretty mean kimchi chigae. Yeah. Um, do you, do you make it how they make it, or do you put your own little East Coast spin on it? Um, well, I make, it in, I make it in the <laughs> uh, pressure cooker, so it saves a lot of time. But I use websites like Korean Bapsang and Mangchi. Mangchi, yeah, she and does a good... Uh good Korean websites with good Korean recipes. So I do try to make it kind of taste how I remember it from Yeah. That's all right. from Korea. Nate likes to adapt uh, everything to his his flavor profile. Eh? Tell her about the paja. Six chicken breasts. <laughs> what? I've never made paja with six chicken. What are you talking about? Don't you make paja... No. I thought you made pajan with chicken breast. No, okay. breast. I don't make pajan. If I want an omelet, I make an omelet. I don't, I don't make pajan. No, but when I when I make miyokuk or, or kimchi jjigae, I make it and the the only times I get in trouble is when my mother-in-law comes for dinner. <laughs> yeah. My wife loves it and we agree that you know we want extra garlic in the miyokuk. So we put loads of garlic in. Um, but mother-in-law comes like, "What the hell is this?" I'm like, this is miyakuk. You know that. Don't don't act stupid. But it's not her miyakuk, so she's disappointed. But then I'm like, well, come on. I'm a foreign son-in-law making freaking miyakuk. Give me a break, man. <laughs> and this is how your wife likes it because this is how I cooked it after we had kids. And she didn't go to the jori one. So I made miyakuk every day, and she loved it. And she showed me how to make it. And she said, just put extra garlic in because it's better. It's not my recipe, <laughs> but she's disappointed that her daughter doesn't carry on the same recipe or something. When we make kimchi jjigae, 
we add whatever vegetables are in the fridge. If it's an extra, what are they? What's the hobot called here? It's like, it looks like a zucchini, but it's not. A hobot? The, the green, the green one looks like a zucchini. Yeah, I, I call it zucchini. I, so yeah. do I, but it's not. It's not a real zucchini though. Whatever that thing is, we put some of that in there, and just anything. And you've had kimchi jjigae with all different stuff. I just pick and choose. Yeah, hey, I've had some. Hey, the buri jjigae, a little ham. Throw her in. <laughs> Why not? Mother just has a stroke. <laughs> what is this? This isn't spam. This is real ham. What the hell is this? Um, so I just kind of, yeah, mix and match of all the places I've had in Korea. Korea used to be very, very straight and, and kind of fixed. Now it's diverse. I mean, you go to the gogi chips, each one has their like special sauce. Yeah. But before it was like three sauces, everyone, the same three sauces over the whole country. So now it's diversifying where you can try this fusion stuff. So now I, w- I just think I was ahead of the curve. I was fusionizing 15 <laughs> years ago. These guys are just getting onto it now with their chicken sauces and everything. It used to be just like uh, garlic, manogangjang. What? Why can't I remember these? Soy <laughs> sauce, garlic. Yeah, soy sauce and garlic or honey or something else. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, always, no. been, that's always been Jeffy's big uh, complaint. He's like, this Korean food. It's it's all red. It's never uh, it's never gonna evolve. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's always it's the same. Always yeah, red. No, that 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 was a big complaint I used to hear yeah. a lot, and I I hear it a lot less now. Yeah, um, there's so much diversity now. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot it's more things awesome. to eat. Yeah, if you're eating, and I don't mean Dogma pizza. I mean, I mean like, <laughs> like the real foods there. They really. But if you're out. eating, if you're eating outside of kimbap jungkook, then I'm sure there's you know you got some It'll, some more colors. Yeah, that's your... <laughs> that's the other thing. Yeah, if you're eating at Kimbap Nara every day, yeah, yeah. if you're eating at Kimbap Nara every day, which I did when I first moved here, because... I thought about inventing it. When I'd go in there, I couldn't decide what to eat, and I thought about making like a twenty-sided die that just chose for you. <laughs> just going to be like, oh, Jormia, oh, Bokumbap. I, I so my first my Pat first <laughs> sentence that I learned how to speak in Korean because there was a Kimbap Nara right by my house. Uh, and I would get off work at my hagwon, and it would be the only thing that was open because I'm mm. working late. And I really, sometimes I wanted more of a Western meal, so of course mm. I wanted donkas. Mm. But I found it would get soggy when they poured the sauce all over it, and I don't like the soggy breading. So the first Korean sentence I learned how to say was, Donkas susanan dado chuseo. That was the well, Mikchuchuse was the first thing I learned how to yeah, say, but yeah, absolutely. What is your what is your go to Korean? If if you're going out for something Korean, what do you what are you craving? Um, what do you usually go for? What do you like? Oh gee, probably like samgyeopsal. Yeah. Um, hard to beat. Yeah, hard hard to beat samgyeopsal. Um, and I don't like galbi as much as I like samgyeopsal. Like I do like the the plain like just. The plain meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Sangap salad would be There's nice. so many, right? Like, the yeah, kids, all, like, kids always ask me, what's your favorite food? Or, like, wow, if it's over time, buddies, <laughs> socializing, yeah, <laughs> beers and Sangap salad is, is awesome. Yeah, but... or um, uh, Heijongguk. Although, I, oh. do, I do tell my kids that it's Kamjatang. Uh, what's your favorite food? Kamjatang, because you don't want to tell your kids Heijongguk. Yeah, yeah, I, I like hangover soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the cleansing, the cleansing. <laughs> but, I mean, it's the same thing with out potatoes and in a personal dish so right, right exactly um absolutely that was my question for about 10 years what's the difference oh it, this is the difference and what's the difference between a jige and a gook it's all soup i'm it's all, for a punchline here it's all, it's all soup what's the difference between heijang gook kimchi jige well then okay it's kind of like a stew and one's kind of more soupy, soupy yeah. um but yeah yeah 
when uh, if you get if you get off uh, last cooking question maybe if you get off work late and you go home you got to throw something together in uh, in 15 20 minutes where it's uh, what is it your your quickest uh, your quick dinner delivery yeah. All right, <laughs> if I only have 50, well, like I do keep a lot of kind of stuff in my freezer. Like I'll, I don't do like a lot of batch cooking, but I'll batch cook soups or something like that. Yeah. Or uh, a batch of soup will be enough to feed for one dinner and then freeze one. Yeah. So like if, if I forgot to lay something out, um, then I can thaw a soup. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just have that. You said uh, your, your baking really ramped up during the pandemic. I think it was March. I ordered a 20 kilo bag of last March, a 20 kilo bag of flour. I'm like, all right, let's go. I inherited, <laughs> I inherited a 20 kilo bag. I think there was 10 <laughs> kilos left in it. Yeah. Um, cause someone left pandemic. Yeah. Time. They, they went home and I inherited a whole bunch of baking supplies and like the 20 kilo bag of flour. Yeah. And that got me through. It's uh, it's beautiful. What, do you sift the flour before you before you uh, do you get like one of those? Nah. Oh, I don't know if I'm if I'm creating extra work for myself or not, but I pour it in the little thing and then sifting is that what so it's called? It's called uh, sifting, yeah. Anyways, let's change direction. On first glance, probably one of the most colorful people in the country. <laughs> <laughs> Stylish, all, all kinds of of different elements. You probably get lots of weird looks in Korea. Oh yes. Um, where where does the style, the fashion, all this stuff come from? What's the inspiration? I I've always really liked experimenting with style and fashion. Um, when I was a kid growing up, my parents wouldn't buy me the in clothes, and I was made fun of for my clothes like a fair bit. And just as I grew up, I kind of grew into that. And it was just kind of like, well, if I can't wear the in stuff, then I'm going to wear the out stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just I'm just going to roll with that. You I just wearing your dad's ties to school. Yeah. Wearing my dad's ties to school, <laughs> wearing stuff from the used clothing store, like just like just whatever kind of made me sort of happy and. I really love color. I mean, I went through, I'm, I'm still kind of goth in my heart. You couldn't tell it from my clothes. But I, <laughs> I, I went through a, a totally kind of black clothing phase, but it was a black clothing phase that always had like a pop of neon pink on it or something like that. Like I was kind of like a rainbow goth or whatever. Um, <laughs> I had like rainbow colored hair, but the whole rest of me was all dressed in black and black clothes matter. Yeah. I just love dressing up. And I went through a period after my mom passed away that I just, I couldn't be bothered. And I was just wearing jeans and t-shirts. And I like, I, I knew I was at a certain point in my healing and my grieving process and just where I was with getting back to me and finding myself when my wardrobe kind of blew up again nice. and cool. um so it's it's kind of a little barometer for myself like if i find myself just wearing like gray t-shirts and jeans then kind of it's down day what kind of comments what kind of questions do you get from either students or adults or Koreans in, in general? Um, I get I get a lot of... Ulsan's pretty conservative. Ulsan's pretty conservative. I mean, if you were in Itaewon, you wouldn't even get an extra look. No. I, I do get... I don't notice people looking at me that much. I'm, I'm pretty oblivious to it. My my husband notices <laughs> it a lot more. He's like, they're staring at you. And I was like, huh? <laughs> what? But I get, I get a lot of, like, 
older Korean women, like proper ajumas coming up and like taking a look at me and then reaching over and like touching my shirt and being like, Yepuda! And I'm like, thank you! Um, well, isn't it weird? Like, outside of black and blonde, which are the only two colors you predominantly see in young Korean women, I mean, I think the next group is either businessmen whose wives do a bad job dyeing their hair and ends up orange, or 50, 60 year old ladies who have purple hair and green hair and blue hair. I'm like, I'm wow, what on hap- what team happened to her? Ajima hair. Like, what happened I, to her, man? <laughs> my mother-in-law's got purple hair sometimes. She shows up. And I, I, don't, I don't mean like I burgundy purple. I mean like bright purple. purple. Yeah. And I'm like, you just found yourself at 68? <laughs> like, wow, were you hiding for this many? I, I feel so bad for them that they could finally got to match the hiking gear. Express themselves. <laughs> yeah, no. But also like, I don't know if this is still the case, but I remember when I was teaching in public school, you weren't allowed, once you hit middle school, you weren't allowed to dye or perm your hair. Oh, here, yeah. Yeah, and if your hair was naturally not Korean black, you had to have that printed on your school ID because otherwise... <laughs> other, otherwise, Other kids want to change their hair. Well, otherwise you get hauled into the principal's office being like, you dyed your hair, and you're like... No, I was born this way. <laughs> um, so, like, if your hair was naturally a variant, yeah, yeah. Um, that was, like, on your school ID so that you wouldn't get in trouble. That's wild. Yeah. And That's that was wild. also when they weren't allowed to wear makeup or or anything else. It was 10 centimeters. Oh, they had to cut the... I remember... Yeah, that was... Below the ears, and boys were, like, couldn't touch your eyebrows with the bangs, and it was so, so... And I thought, wow, Korea's, like, in the Stone Age... And it's never going to change. And then all of a sudden, poof, it's not lipstick anymore. It's what? Lip balm or essence or lip something. Gloss. Some, lip gloss. And it's brighter than lipstick, but it's not <laughs> lipstick. It's lip gloss. Yeah. And, you know, that now they could tell the prince, no, I have chapped lips. So this is lip, fluorescent pink lip gloss. <laughs> and then it was okay. And then all of a sudden it's clear. Oh, my nails aren't healthy. So they have to have clear coating on them or and now they just kind of do anything, it seems. I don't know. Yeah, no. A, a lot has changed in the, like, 15-ish years that I've been here on and off. Well, I wonder if K-pop or the just general pop culture has something to, has some influence I, on I'm that. I'm sure thing. it does. Yeah. Have you seen the... You're familiar with the BTS... Uh, Butternuts? Butter, <laughs> Butternuts? Oh, is that... <laughs> oh, smooth as butter. Smooth as butter, yeah. yeah. Oh, they got the... Like 800 times in my house a day. Oh, BJ, they're huge, man. They had that big McDonald's promotion, and you sent oh, yeah. us the... Well, is that real? Yeah. Dude, someone, they were selling the used McDonald's bags. You know, because it said BTS on it. They were selling it as memorabilia overseas. 35 40 bucks. Uh, but hold on. It, so it, I missed a really you, good boat. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. You say there's going to be people robbing McDonald's for... Here's all the money. Give me the bags. You know? They <laughs> But... Uh, you you sent one too from Australia. Like the first picture you sent, there was one for thirty five bucks, and it was uh, it looked like a it was in good condition. Then you sent one that was being sold in Australia, and it was five bucks. I'm like, why is this? Why is this one Big Mac stain on the side? Yeah, yeah, it had like it had like special sauce stains on it. And it was slightly tore. You're like, what? People are buying this shit. Can you imagine? Can you imagine your kid? You get a tech bay. Hello, Jimmy. What'd you buy? I got a McDonald's bag. <laughs> It's just a piece of garbage with shit all over it. What do you, how much you pay for this? 40 bucks? Oh, my God. You'd, you'd flip out. But, sorry, just to stay on uh, K-pop. I don't want to stay on this too long, but 
Have you seen the new band Eternity? No. I'm I'm completely out of the K-pop loop. I I, I am too until this popped up on uh, on my. Uh, oh no, it was a it was an article on my Google feed. I'll show you the video after. But when you look at them, you're like, oh my god, what's special about them? They're all AI. They look like uh... real people now. Have you seen that? It, it's to- you would never if I didn't tell you you'd have no idea and that brings up the the case of uh, you know w- would you ever pay for an AI uh, album or would you want to go see their holograms dance around and uh, on a stage it's wild but no but they look pretty real oh the, uh, man watch them talk I mean I don't but, Watch him talk. It's insane. Yeah. But you can you can oh, do anything man. now. I mean, we don't even need real people anymore. <laughs> a, we you saw Kim Jong Un do the sing, face swap. Uh, everything now. What was the K-pop is cancer from K-pop? Everything can be punished apparently. So, continuing on the style and, and fashion and, and colorfulness stuff. What about the body art? Okay, so that that doesn't always go over to great acclaim <laughs> um i start i got my first tattoo when i was like 17 um and i've been collecting them ever since and that's that's probably the biggest sort of barrier to my professional life <laughs> employment, uh, yeah. employment. <laughs> um but like every everything i have can be covered by professional clothes okay. like like i don't i don't have anything that sticks out of no teardrops yeah no teardrops <laughs> no hands face neck um arms stop above the watch kind of thing so like yeah. i can dress for the interview for the interview um and, and then, then the big reveal and then i try <laughs> I, I have i have tried the reveal some schools like it some schools it's okay with some schools it's you know they ask me to yeah. cover up and i mean it is it is what it is and you know, you got to be kind of respectful of local culture and customs and yeah. expectations. Like back home, lots of teachers have tattoos sure. um, and even brightly colored hair. Like that's that's, you know, if I was working in public school, I could have that. Um, but, you know, overseas, it's not necessarily the case and tuition based schools you you have to think of sure. really the parents opinion and, and that sort Absolutely. of thing yeah. and so how do you manage that i really just go do a good job at my job so i was gonna say is it hey you gave me the two-year contract you can't take it back now watch me perform and i'll you'll sign me again because i'm good enough maybe just getting your maybe i'm not quite and... that cocky but uh <laughs> 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 um well no i the school i'm at right now um my tattoos have been out the whole time and i just i cultivate a really good relationship with my students cultivate a really good relationship with my parents and um if there have been complaints they haven't come back to me at my school in china they immediately like you got to cover those up you you know we're not this is not acceptable. Mm. Um, and, and so I did. I got yeah. clothes that I could wear to work. Um, but like you said earlier, too, with with talking about uh, your, your stepmom and, and showing and revealing your tattoos, I think that just breaks down barriers for, for kids. And they realize, like, oh, tattoos aren't scary, you know. But or hold my on. I, I, don't, I don't think kids think that. Just like the kids don't, you know, racism is a learned behavior. It's not, you're not uh, born a racist. Sort of was. And and the same <laughs> the same the same with the tattoos. I mean, I think the average person or young kid would say, Wow, that's so cool. Oh, you got so many 
colorful things and wow, that's cool. Yeah, so I, I've noticed when I teach the real little ones, like um, international age, like three, four, they're, they're, they're just, they're, they're curious or they don't even, it doesn't even register. That's, that's what I mean. Like, like a marker on my arms too. You have, to, yeah. you have to be taught that that's not okay or something to think that it's not. The average kid, my daughters would come up and start inspecting them and say, well, I want one of those. Can I get Elsa on my arm? And mm. well, I want earrings like that. And I think it would be a kind of a refreshing, well, why are my, my other teachers so boring? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think I, in a kid's perspective, that's what they would kind of see. But I mean, as as they get older and they're influenced by their parents, by sure, sure. their well, movies, media, movies, pop culture, and, and, every, 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 whatever they're influenced by. I remember I was um, this was back when I was teaching in, in Korean public school. I was teaching a class, and one kid raised. We were just chatting, and one kid raised his hand. Like, Teacher, yeah, do you uh, are you uh? Are you, uh, do you hurt people for money? <laughs> Am I a gangster? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> then, then why Munchen? And I'm like, well, that was, a, that was a thing for a long that time. That was a here, thing yeah. for a really, yeah, yeah, definitely. But even, and, but even kids, they didn't see them. Like I, their parents, you could tell them, but I mean, 10 yeah. years ago, you never saw tattoos. In the Mogatang, you do. Well, but they, 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 they weren't allowed them. to go in. They had signs, no tattoos. So kids wouldn't see them. That's why that's what I wondered before. Kids wouldn't see them when they started seeing them. It was usually like their mom with one here or here or on the ankle or these little things. Nothing, nothing really crazy. But they get all the stick-on tattoos. The makeup tattoos are huge here. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't get where I thought the gangpei stuff. Like, do they see that in movies? Where do they see that? They see it in the dude. They were allowed in the in the saunas. They just, I remember for a while there, they had the $50. I, I see dudes all the time, and they're just dragging tiger, you know, up to their, from their knees to their to their elbows. Now? They're all done. What? I said 10 not years 15 ago. years ago. I wasn't here 15 years ago, but yeah, within 10 years for sure. You see people I going, used to go quite regularly, son. I never saw one person ever. And it's tiger. just, it's just, um, there, there's a, they have a presence. When they're, when they're in there and they're all fully tatted, you're like, oh. This is uh, they're they're there, but no, um, I think it's good to to show in in outside of Korea. I think it's common to have common to have tattoos, and you don't always have to be hurting people for money. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I teach people for money. Yeah, <laughs> what's do you have any uh, any any plan to to the tattoo? I mean, do you try and get them in each country or mm, or different I... cities or famous people or? I just like I follow a lot of tattoo artists on Instagram and um, right now I'm like actively following Korean tattoo artists because I'm I'm in Korea and especially like pandemic I'm traveling in Korea if I'm even traveling yeah. at all um, so I've I've got some artists who I'd really like some work done by so I've had one two three four tattoos done in Korea now. Um, that's a really good one on your shoulder. This is this is my awesome. grandmother. That's really. It was good. her wedding photo. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, that. Were you nervous going in to do that? I see the I see the portrait I pictures see and I'm the like, oh, well, I've I've wanted this. Look at grandma. Oh, grandma's mouth open. Yeah. <laughs> I've that's wanted really the I've wanted this this particular portrait of my grandmother done since she passed away, and she passed away when I was like. 
20. Yeah. And I got it done when I was 40 because I would I could afford to like money money was literally no object. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saved up for it and I went to a tattoo artist who had mad skills. Let me see 10 of your previous arms. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and portraits specifically and this 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 artist does a lot of portraits he his his preferred style he does like a lot of kind of like horror stuff mm. um but he does like a lot of faces and like just really really had the skills for that um is so, that a korean one yeah that's a korean one I mean, it looks like it's scanned on yeah I mean, that's how good it, it looks like it was like a photo scanned on there it's awesome thank you um yeah so i out of all tattoos i'd be most nervous about doing a portrait. i was <laughs> i was definitely but like like i said Did i i, I waited every single one of his portraits <laughs> yeah. that i looked at like there was no wonky looking ones yeah, yeah. um <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. i wonder i don't know how do you build a resume as a as a, as a tattoo artist free the first ones are free you see them online sometimes i, I got a buddy who did them here or, He's a Korean guy, but went to Australia and he learned it and he came back here and I was asking him the same question. He goes, well, he goes, you practice on your 20 closest friends. He goes, and none of them talk to me anymore. <laughs> nah. he, said, he said he ruined so many tattoos on people's legs and arms and stuff. Oh, yeah. What, what is What are the current rules or laws in Korea? Like, I think it's illegal. It's still illegal. It's illegal. You have to be a medical doctor yeah. because it's a needle. Yeah. It's it falls under medical license stuff. So yeah, it's it's. But so before it was kind of taboo. But you see the shops now. I mean, they're not everywhere, but there's enough of them, and you can find these guys on Instagram with you know fifty thousand followers. What is it? Just totally just turn a blind eye to it, or it's it's a big turn a blind eye. Why don't they just change the laws? What about in like California? They got all those stupid old laws like you can't eat. Oranges in the bathtub on Sundays. What? Yeah, you, you know what those are. Yes, You've yes, heard those yes, before. Sure. It's probably the same thing. Yeah. It's just, it, it's an outdated law. That in, in some states, you're still allowed to have five wives or something. Mm. And it's a law from the 1920s or whatever. Yeah. Um, from time to time, police will crack down on tattoos. <laughs> Going to dump and out the ink. Pay the fine. <laughs> and, 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 it's, and it's a big fine. And sometimes, like, depending on how well established you are, that fine might put you out of business. Yeah, yeah. But this sounds like the Board of Education crackdowns. Hey, guys, they're coming tomorrow. Make sure everything's in order. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, My from what I've seen and read, most of the time those things are kind of, hey, they're coming, make sure everything's, and pay your little fine or whatever. If it's big, sometimes I don't know. but It's weird, though, because I follow a bunch of Korean tattoo artists. It means they have, like, full body tattoos. And you can't get professional sponsorships. So they get sponsorships for like makeup products which covers your tattoos. Yeah. Uh, Pretty ironic stuff. Interesting. I, I'm still waiting. Is Old Mill, does that ring a bell? No. Old Mill, no, Fat Buddha. Fat Buddha's one in Busan. Busan. Yeah. yeah. That's the only one I know. Yeah. Because everyone, D and, uh, and Hazel, I think they got tattoos from yeah no the but there's one that always pops up on here old male tattoo yeah that's right is that I, korean i don't know that's cool i'm glad it's uh i'm glad it's dundee yeah. scotland i don't know why it keeps showing up in my thing but. i i i the 
most positive response I get to my tattoos actually is when I go to the fish markets to like go pick out your fish to go eat way. Mm. Um, and I'm walking through the fish markets and it's a lot of like blue collar kind of like fishermen and fishermen's wives selling the fish yeah. and all that. And I get a lot of like, yeah, yeah, good, very good, very good. Um, but if I'm walking just down the street, like, Again, again, I don't, I don't notice the dirty looks, but Greg's like that guy just gave you a really dirty look, and I'm like, huh? Oh, oh. But, but I wonder <laughs> how much different it is than when I go down there, like, holy shit, crazy foreigner, oh, crazy foreigner. I mean, they already have a, a stereotypical, right? Oh, wacky foreigner, whatever. Um, look at the beard, oh, crazy guy. I mean, they already think that stuff. It's changing well, so. Much. Sure, sure, it is for sure. But you get regard. You don't have to have. I'm saying you don't have to have tattoos to get looks. Absolutely. You no. don't. You don't have to dress wild to get looks. You get them all the time. Yeah, I always head, yeah. feel the Jumas are more accepting, and they like they admire that. Means I go running in the fields and stuff, and they admire that. Oh, you, you came here. Oh, nice, nice. But I always get those looks from like mid forties people. <laughs> they are like. Uh, it is. It uh, is changing though, and, and <laughs> I think it's amazing how little people realize how much impact they have. Like you think, you know, I'm just trying to make a, a comfortable space and and you know promote you know, equality and everything. But it's amazing how many people you actually affect because you can't, you can't measure it. You can't tell, but man, my mother-in-law promotes multiculturalism to the world now. And before she was like <laughs> on strike for it, you know, and, and it's just weird. Like she'll say, Oh, come, I'm eating with my friends. Come and join us. And I think like that was not even in her vocabulary 10 years ago. Yeah. Like it would have been, Ooh, there's another, I hope he doesn't meet my daughter. <laughs> And now it's like, come and join my Salmonoid drumming practice. And I'm like, what? <laughs> um, but but all different aspects. I mean, I think from us, from doing We Hope and from coaching hockey and being at the Muay Thai gym, and we access so many people and give them a different impression when they get to know you. Yeah. Um, and I think you just can't measure that. But overall, I think we're all ambassadors and big leaders in change here for sure. Slowly chipping away at their conservative roots. <laughs> Tattoos for all. Uh, any any plans for the next tattoo? You got a... Um, I've got I've got a couple more. So this this arm that's kind of coming together as a sleeve, I've got a couple more kind of planned that I want from some artists who are living in Seoul. Um, I'm just I'm a little iffy about going to Seoul right now. Yeah. Um, and as soon as this pandemic is done, I am on a plane to Thailand. I, was I have a piece that I started in Thailand. I started it about three months before the pandemic started. I was supposed to get it finished like oh. over like I was supposed to get it finished over my term break. Yeah. Term break was canceled because Corona came. Like yeah. it just like I just and and we haven't been able to finish it. Yeah. Um, so I just I really want to get that piece finished. Is I, it a is it a traditional one or is no it a... no it's. Um, Big one on my. Oh, cool! It's wow. Yeah, it's a so it's a scene from the the Indonesian name is Ramayana. I think the Thai name is Ramakian. It's I had Ramayana the, for dinner. Last <laughs> <time>. <laughs> no, it's, it's the story of Ranma and, and joking, yeah. Sita, and and this is when the Monkey King Hanum, Han, Hanuman 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 goes. He's He's trying to build a, 
a bridge and the mermaids are taking away the the stones for the bridge he's trying to build and then he goes down and meets the mermaid and they actually they they fall in love and and have babies and stuff and so monkey mermaid babies but there's no monkey mermaid <laughs> babies on my tattoo yes. but that's <laughs> yet but that's that's the scene that we decided on nice. and, I did uh, yeah. I did one in Thailand too but again it was we were we were uh, pressed for time so I think I did 11 hours like I did the outline on one day and then 11 hours filling it in the next day it was a hell of a a hell of a go on my back it wasn't uh, wasn't fun but yeah i the the one i have on my other leg that i got done in china was 12 hours in one day oh with two five minute breaks oh yeah we stopped for stopped for dinner and uh, a couple other uh water breaks but it was oh oh i, I, I wonder if those guys feel the pressure like i i just remember the full moon parties and what's it called how can i forget those places kotat rin where? Where's the full moon parties? In Kopangan. Kopangan. Hmm. And man, on have you been there? Uh, not for a full moon party. I've like, been. Like but... going down to the beach, like the two main roads, the two main alleys down <laughs> to the beach are just tattoo parlors all the way down and all the way up. Like, <laughs> I just think how many guys I see there at four in the morning just bombed <laughs> getting tattoos in there or passed out getting tattoos. And I mean, they'll tattoo anything in anybody there. Um, but I wonder if they feel pressure because it's always I'm leaving tomorrow or I'm leaving in a couple of days or they must always have so many of those guys or well how fast can you do it as fast as you want I don't know how good it's going to look but they must yeah. have pressure on to be always doing those instead of a remember this night forever instead of a relaxed aircon studio with you know come back for six visits I mean see that's see I did go to a relaxed aircon studio <laughs> yeah, yeah that's the, that's the yeah one. But I think so many are impulse decisions there, right? You're having well, a if time you, of your life listen, on the beach partying. And you're three you're three Tom Cruise fuck your ass buckets deep and you're... Uh, do you know well, what that is? That, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds crazy. If you've been to a full moon party, all that you buy alcohol buckets. by the buckets. Yeah, I know the buckets. And all, all the selling stations have different names. In the selling stations, yeah. And they try and get you in with like just the, the wackiest shit. Like I said, like a Tom Cruise fucking... <laughs> Whatever the fuck yeah. it is, they, they all have swear words. Craziness. And, and, uh, and <laughs> but there was there was celebrity names. There there was. I mean, you meet groups, you know. Uh, guy by bow, loser has to get a teddy, and we and, and we pick it. Or we were with. I don't know if I was with you that time or a couple other times, but we were with one group where the guy woke up with a tattoo on his ass, and I forget, I forget what they got. They just, but he's but he's paid for it. Got him tattooed. Carried him home, put him to bed, woke up. Like. See, that's 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 a great way to like catch hepatitis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like in 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 situations like that, that's just that that really scary stuff. Man. That is really scary because like. Did you guys draw my face with marker again? <laughs> what the hell is it? Imagine that you wake up with something uh, on your face. But I, I think for a lot of the people that had the the idea of maybe i want to get one i want to get one and like you say you get two buckets deep and you see all the people doing them and that's the thing the final straw that okay i'm gonna do it that's it i'm doing it tonight cool place cool tattoo i survived um, the fire rope i'm invisible tonight yeah, yeah. Have you seen that one the fire skipping rope yes oh jesus what what do you think of the traditional what is it it's a bamboo yeah um, it doesn't go like it'll lose. It's supposed its, to heal faster or something. Yeah, they? but it loses its. Uh, it doesn't the ink Lost bleed time. over time. Like uh, more no, so it, it'll 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 stay in. Um, but the thing about those is, they often 
use the same needle on a lot of different people Jeez. because Where do I sign the <laughs> energy from the people imparts to the next person and well it's not just energy that's imparted to the next person um, give me that give me that Pepsi energy yeah so um, my I, I had been looking at kind of getting one done but the, the, the temple that we were looking at was the stories were like that he used the tattoo, the the needle, the repeat energy. the the, the energy, energy. <laughs> um, and and I just decided against it, and that's how I actually found the tattoo shop because my 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 brother in law was visiting my husband and I, and we went to Thailand, yeah. and he wanted us, my brother in law wanted me and him to get tattoos together, mm. and he said like let's get a yak scent, and I was like okay let's, I so I looked into it and I was like. You know, is that the name? That's the name yak, of the yak scent, I think, oh, okay, is okay. Um, what it is. And he, we, we, I looked into it and I was just like, that's not healthy. Like, yeah. so we found a tattoo parlor, um, and we, we just got tattoos. Yeah. That's the. God, I think way. half of the UK on Gap Year got that tattoo in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I like going in, seeing the guy not drunk. And then he opens the, you know, I yeah. think in, in the new tattoo shops, they go, this is the needle. Yeah. And that's, and that's the shop that, that's the shop that I went to. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Put the other ones 20 bucks cheaper. <laughs> there's a reason. Yeah. So there's, there's a, a sign I've seen in a lot of tattoo parlors and it's a uh, good tattoos ain't cheap and cheap tattoos ain't good. Oh, yes. One of those. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's something I'd like to do the right way if, if it was ever going to happen. You don't want to you don't want to do it the right you way. Do for sure. do you, you do want to do it. You plan anything, Nate? No. You sure? No. Dad was going to kick me out of the house, and that was enough to deter me for <laughs> for a lot of years. Still clean. What was uh, what was the potential tattoo there? Oh, I don't armband. BTS. BTS. No, but I I mean I'm well we're the same age, so when we went through, it was guys go to the gym and do curls for three hours and then leave and nothing else and go get an armband and the girls 90 percent of them had that one on the small of their back or the belly button and and that was i i tell koreans all the time like man when i went to i was in high school like 17 18 and everybody had them yeah by the time I, you graduated everybody had a tattoo yeah I, my i was 17 when i got my first tattoo yeah and uh and that was it either something on the belly button like a flower and that was the the middle of the flower or you ever, seen the, you ever seen the guy online? He's got the cat's ass. The assholes right yeah. on his uh, assholes right on his belly button. I think those ones are. <laughs> those are I think those are cool. The guy mowing your the grass on the back of your head, or <laughs> yeah. the guy lifts up his arm and his armpits like. I think the funniest one was a girl spreading her legs. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, I think like if I was gonna do it, I think it'd be something that would get some some laughs out of people and make somebody smile. Like, oh, that's clever. But yeah, imagine that doing a we hope uh, doing a we hope thing. <laughs> we got any questions? One from the back. Oh, <laughs> so, oh good times. Good no, no, I I say now like I think tattoo removal amongst our age group is probably so common because now you know you've had two or three kids and your dolphin or whatever became a a beluga whale <laughs> after three pregnancies and. Bobby Bicep doesn't work out anymore. And I just think, man, those it's like are the Bugs Bunny barrel. <laughs> young and young and dumb ones, but no, it, it, I, I think they're awesome. I think well, yours are cool. I like them. I uh, I'm a fan of it. Just haven't gotten into it. Um, also, you guys have in common the same uh, same birth year, and 
we were all married in the in the same year as well, right? Happy tenth, wow. happy tenth uh, anniversary. Mine's coming up next week. Oh, oh congratulations! <laughs> yeah, eleven, ten. Or are you counting yeah, this Korean the... years? <laughs> no, I was I was married in twenty eleven. Yeah, so this is too. my tenth yeah. wedding anniversary. Are you drunk? <laughs> what? This is the tenth year. This is your tenth wedding anniversary. Two thousand eleven. Oh, okay, but mine was in January. So, so it's was ten. mine. When? Yeah. We just went to City Hall and signed the paper. <laughs> uh, January 30th. Um, I'm okay. I, I get this mixed up all the time. I was married. Maybe it was January, February 30th. No, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was married January 15th, 2011. I always say I was married January 11th, 2015. And I'm like, no, that's not right. Oh, okay, okay. I got yeah. you. January 11th, 2015. I tied the knot no. the day the Korean War started. Yu Gi Oh! The day the war started. Yeah. Also Nate's birthday. The, uh, yeah, we were January 30th. And it was a yeah emergency, emergency one. I wanted my name on the house. So in order, we already bought rings in Canada when we went home for Christmas. But then it kind of happened a lot faster than I thought. And uh, that was it. The, the, the mother-in-law gave him a lambasting about, the, about too much meat in the Miyaku. And then she's like, sign the papers or you're out, sir. No, it was about the house facing south. And I was like, this is not important. The house facing south is not important. She's like, this is the best house in the city. you got to buy it. And that was it. So went and got married the next day. Got my names on the paper, and that was it. <laughs> Anyways, happy 10th, everybody. Yeah. yeah. How does living abroad make your married life more exciting? Or, uh, uh, our married life has been entirely abroad. We met in Korea. Yeah, so, so I got to Korea in 2006. He got to Korea in 2007. We mm. met in January oh. of 2008. Um, so our whole life, like the two times I've, we've tried to move back to North America, we did it together. together um, and just our, our whole, like, so how does living abroad affect our marriage? I don't know. It is yeah. our marriage. That's like awesome. it, it just, it just is. What about, what about then being married to your husband's American, right? Yes. What about being married to an American? I mean, we grow up with a lot of joking and, and. And you know, poking fun at the others and and each other's countries. What is it like marrying an American? Um, I, I don't the, mean marrying one. That that that's the same as marrying a Canadian. I mean living together. Do you get to poke a lot of fun we, we do, at we, Trump we, and everything else? We or? we poke fun and. Um, you wear your MAGA hat at breakfast. I do. Wear <laughs> yeah, I wear my MAGA hat at breakfast. And no, no, we are we are very like. I mean, obviously. Um, our marriage wouldn't have lasted if we were not like pretty politically aligned and, and morally aligned and that sort of thing. So we poke fun at a lot of the same things. And, but what I've, what I've really noticed is a lot of songs from my childhood that I start rocking out to, he has never heard of. And then I realized they're Canadian content. Duh. <laughs> What's Nickelback, honey? Well, no, no, he, no like Nickelback <laughs> and Brian Adams and Celine Dion like made it in the U.S. But like uh, April Wine, okay. uh, or yeah, the Hip. Um, like, I'll, like I'll just I'll be rocking out to like something playing on my my phone or whatever, yeah. and and or a song will pop a, a song will pop in my head and I'll sing them. I was, like, do you remember this song? And I'll sing him a line. He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> but the other way but the thing is the other way i recognize everything he's talking about sure. um <laughs> because as canadians we are so bombarded with american media sure. there's no 
hits from his childhood that I don't know, but there's lots of hits from my childhood. You don't know that Grace too? Get out of my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you been to a hip concert? No. I even lived in Kingston and no. That's all right. Um, I, I think, anyways, there's nothing that ties Canadians together more than a, more than a hip tune, yeah? What, in your marriage, what, uh, what was the spark to tie the knot? I knew really early on in our relationship that something was special yeah. and like it just, it felt different. And like at first I was like, keep your head on straight. This is just infatuation, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but it didn't go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and, and, and we've like, I just, I like spending time with him mm. and just That's important. Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> but no, it it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't just a like, oh, dates are nice. It was like, I like having you around when I'm tidying the house. And I like, yeah. you know, just. Or I like you tidying the house while I'm. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. <laughs> what, or, or however it worked. Um, and we just like we we met we met on OkCupid. <laughs> <laughs> is that a dating it's app? a dating website I, I don't think it's so big anymore but it was definitely big in the early aughts cool um and we met on okcupid we chatted for like two days we met face to face in Hongdae, and we've been inseparable ever awesome. since like awesome. what was that like what was what like chatting for two days and meeting is, is there a lot of uh apprehension is there a lot of well, i guess Hongdae is a pretty wide open place it's pretty pretty comfortable to meet someone but yeah no they're like i i've i've been online like meeting friends online and like local chat rooms and then we all mm. decide to go out for dinner and that kind of thing so like i i wasn't like afraid to meet somebody from online um how else do you meet people how, how do you get out I how do you no get out clue. there if you're you know what i mean do are you, you being sarcastic or something? no i mean I mean, I know that's what it's like these days, especially these days. But even everybody's working, everyone's got these crazy jobs, and but think and no about time. if you if you were a teacher. I mean, I know like Robbie, uh, pink shorts, uh, Robbie hot pink shorts. <laughs> pink shorts. He uh, his first posting was out in like Samchuk or something. He was out in the middle of nowhere. Like, what do you what do you do? You go to work and come home every day. That's not the the experience you're hoping for in Korea. And I think that's a you know why not utilize your. Uh, your technology or whatever to to get out there and meet people man. Well, I, I guess that it, it was mostly predominantly probably bars right like yeah in, in high school and uni you went to the bars and you'd meet a, a million people every weekend just if you went out Friday Saturday or you went for Toonie Tuesday or whatever I mean that's where you met all the people um, otherwise it's house parties or it's just parties right yeah. like was there other like in Korea it's join the camera club but I don't think anybody in Canada joins a camera club to, you know, try and creep around. I was part of the salsa group here and it was, it was like eight creeper guys and a bunch of independent women who didn't want relationships, who honestly wanted to learn how to dance. Mm. But these guys were hands shaking, sweating like crazy. And I was like, guys, <laughs> come on. And, and, you know, just not typical guys in Korea that probably couldn't find a date. Um, but I think, yeah, like that, that seems like a totally normal way now, even though I'm retired for a few years now, but um, ten. that you would, yeah, ten. <laughs> that you would meet people. But we never, I never met anyone online when I was single in Korea. That's because we were just right around the corner. going out, going out, meeting people on the streets everywhere. I walked by Tombstone. Do you know Tombstone? That was the original. Got a paint job, eh? Dude, the window's still in there. 
There's still there's still one window that says Tombstone. That was the original bar that the the eight founding fathers of Korea <laughs> owned at one of Korea, <laughs> sorry. Of Wilson. of of Wilson, the eight foreign founding fathers. I guess you can call them. The uh they they all bought a bar and that used to be the where, where every night ended up, but the window's still in there. It's wild. It's been closed for probably ten years. <laughs> yeah. At least. You've been can we say fortunate enough to have worked in many countries? Mm-hmm. Um, what is, what are some of the similarities, differences? Can you contrast and compare, uh, Malay or Indonesia, China, Korea? Uh, what are some of your favorite memories? I, 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 the people in Indonesia are some of the nicest people you'll ever meet. They, they would go out of their way to help you. Um, to befriend you, even even without a common language, they they wanted to to be with you and get to know you and that kind of thing. Um, so I I really liked that uh, living in Indonesia. Um, the China I found because my experience my experience in Korea was Seoul before I like great Gyeonggi-do in Seoul before I moved to Korea. Uh, but before I moved to Ulsan, um, comparing kind of, I was in like Shanghai in in China, and people would say, "Oh, it's gruff, it's busy, everybody's fast and going, and no one talks to you." And I I I sort of saw that, but also I I also I was used to Seoul, which is also like that. Right. So I did I didn't find like, it wasn't like going from home in Can East Coast Canada <laughs> yeah. right to China where no one talks to you. Like I had been overseas for okay. for, for a long time. So I, I found people to be friendly. It's just friendly in their own big city kind of, way, kind of different way. Um, what I found really difficult living in China was being illiterate. Mm. Like I couldn't... <laughs> I, I never realized the extent to which I used reading to learn words or um, words to learn reading. Like, but in, in, in China, there was a list of words I could read and there was a list of words I could say. They were not the same list. And, <laughs> and so like I, I would go to a restaurant and it would be about like, I could see on their sign they had beef noodles. Yeah. I was like, okay, I want beef noodles. How do you say beef? I don't know. I can only say pork. How do you read pork? I don't know. I can only read beef. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I can read noodles. And and Chinese is a tonal language, so I'd be like, I'd ask for noodles, but I was probably asking, you know, like, <laughs> God knows what I was probably... For a date. For yeah. a date or something. <laughs> and, and it was just... I, fa I found it really frustrating that... No, I'm not using the right tone, but I'm in your noodle shop and I'm saying something that sounds like noodles. Please use your con please use your context clues. Like why else am I here? <laughs> beef beef or pork, I don't know. Can you just walk around and, and act like the animal you want to eat? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Please and, act it out for me. You're doing a whole game of charades for a thing of noodles. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like I, I found it. I found it really. I found the language really difficult. I, I never made it at anywhere in the language in China. I and I didn't learn to read. And I, I, I found that really, really difficult and really, really isolating. Um, my Korean is poor, 
my listening is pretty good. Like I, I got a lot of what's kind of yeah. going on, and I, and I can make small talk, and I, can, you know, where are you from, and mm. what kind of food do you like, and, and and your standard Korean questions, and how old are you, and what's, yeah, yeah. And, and what's your job, and if your job is one of five jobs, I can even have a follow up question. Yeah. If it's not one how of those, how much do you make? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's not one of those five jobs, well, yeah. I don't know what you said, um, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 very functional in Korean, and I can read like any sign. It's a great language to learn how to read. It's a great language yeah. to learn how to read, and same Indonesian, uh, Bahasa Indonesia is actually the name of the the language. Um, it uses a Latinate alphabet, uh, like the same alphabet that English uses. Yeah. It does. It doesn't have all the same like it. It doesn't have an X. Um, is it like Vietnamese that has all the no, it doesn't. It, it, it does, accent no, it doesn't have all the accent they <laughs> use. Diacritic marks or something is what they're called. Yeah. Um, C5? Yeah. Um, <laughs> What's that one? CCD. CCD? CCD. CCD? Yeah. Um, I, I was in French version. Okay, I'm teaching my friend, my daughter French now, and she's always asking me what are all these things. I said, "Well, this is the chapeau. <laughs> <laughs> this is the accent yeah. circonflex. Yeah, circonflex. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, don't worry about those. We'll learn them later. Just keep practicing. That's how I say I had the cornflex for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I what, was part of it in China that it is so daunting. Like I just think in Korea, there's hope. Like them alphabets kind of match if you. Talk to a few people. Say, yeah, yeah, no problem. You can do it. Spend two or three days. You'll be good. But, like, I I, I was in Shanghai two years ago, right before the pandemic, I think. Um, and I just think when I was there, the same thing. I, I just, and when we, were, when we were in Russia, I just feel absolutely useless when I can't communicate in my normal means. And and I'm a communicator. I mean, I love it. And I got to communicate. I got to talk. But, man, I think we take for granted how good... And friendly it is in Korea where, you know, they try English. A lot of them, it's changed a ton. Yeah. But the average person coming in now has no idea when you used to say something before and you had to do sign language and acting out animals to get your meal because <laughs> that's what it was like before. Or you could point to the pictures at least. But my thinking of Chinese is that, God, there's a bazillion signs. Like how, it just seems impossible. I don't know where to start. Yeah, no, I, Korea's I, like, look, here it is. Okay, I can do that. That's possible. Yeah. It's that, like a sensory overload, man. You just look it, is, at one. it is very much a sensory overload. And and there's much less English, even in Shanghai, there's much less English on the signs. Like, Korea has a lot. They they love some good Konglish here in Korea. And, <laughs> and you can figure out what's going, you know, yeah. what's going on at any given place yeah, with your limited reading of Korean. They're bizarre english sign and between the two you you, you find a happy you, medium yeah. you know what's going on yeah. and um china i found really overwhelming that way that yeah. i just conform or beat it <laughs> yeah it was it was it was difficult um i did really the one thing i loved about being in china um was the expat community was not just teachers Oh, okay. Like it, there was, and not just from the seven English countries. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it was, <laughs> it like you get a good mix. There, there was like I had German friends, like I, I had Chinese friends, obviously, mm. but I had German friends, and I had 
um, Swedish friends and I worked with a guy at my school and he was Dutch and cool. you know it oh, was okay, okay but hold on that's always been available here is that us is that is that a, a result of us and our views visions effort whatever because the engineers were from all over the world when I got here they're from 50 different countries um, yes there was a barrier but if you chose to break that down I broke it down through hockey I played hockey with Finnish, Norwegians, all kinds of Scandinavians, uh, Russians. I still do with a bunch of different nationalities. Um, through working at the universities, I became friends with Kazakhs, Uzbeks, now Indians and Sri Lankans. And there is that here. But do you mean professionals, like in terms of business people and stuff, like in Hyundai Pro or in Busan, where there's a lot of international business people? Because we have it. It's just in the forms of students come from a lot of countries. Engineers come from a lot of countries. Teachers come from seven. But if you're willing to get into those circles, you can have a pretty diverse group. That's true. I, 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 well, before the pandemic and kind of the year I was here before the pandemic, I was trying to start a stitch and bitch, a knitting group. And I was... Great name. Yeah. Oh, um, man. I saw that. I was like, what? Like, it hit me in the... I was just scrolling through. I'm like, whoa, what is that? Stitch it, bitch. Oh, that was, yeah, because I, I used to run the soul stitch. I, I, I inherited it, but I ran the soul stitching, bitch, for the five years I lived in Seoul. Yeah. And it was a huge community. And, like, we had lots of different people who would come... Um, and so I wanted kind of that community again here in Ulsan because I, I went, I looked, I was like, it does, does it exist? No, I'll make it. And mm. I was trying to get it up and going and, and I wanted to invite people and I was doing it like in the downtowns and mm. like, so that, you know, like I'm not making everybody come to Dongu and, yeah. and uh it was it was kind of starting to to get going had some legs um, but then the pandemic happened and now we have the limit on how many people can gather mm. and you can gather but just at different tables stitch and solo yeah. bitch yeah <laughs> stitch and um, bitch alone stitch and bitch <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's like like what do you do have your like this is our elite group of four who can join <laughs> us. <laughs> like, so I'm, I'm, I'm like, that's definitely something um, that I am really waiting for that restriction to be lifted, the vaccines, however, wh whatever it, it takes that a gathering can happen again that I, that I really want to start promoting. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think uh, it's, there's going to be a big swing the other way. People are excited to to get into uh, into something like that, man. And I yeah. think through that, you'll realize that here, there also is... That's why I wonder, like, sometimes I think, oh, I'd like to be in Busan where you could actually go out and meet people from 20 different industries that are just expats living in, in Busan. Um, oh, the market used to be a good thing for that. Eh? Yeah, the the foreigners market yeah. here. Yeah, I sold it the for I I sold it like the last two foreigners markets. Oh yeah, before it completely shut what down. Okay, get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that's that that's what I've been lucky enough here. I think to be parts of a diff few different social circles, and as a hockey was, but imagine those guys were engineers there for some of them for three, four, five years, and didn't know that across the street there was a hockey rink where they can play. And I was like, how don't how don't people there know this? It's Hyundai, 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 Hyundai. So then I once I made inroads there, and now I can put up a regular poster or advertisement or whatever on their community boards. And then if someone plays hockey, they know when they come and find me. Um, 
but yeah, that was a whole different, and that's, Sean was at Skyrex, and he was a manager of one of the, uh, or an upper management guy of one of the companies here, and yeah, we saw a whole different part of living in Ulsan or Korea from that. One of the even crazier things than Sean was his, his wife, the, what do you call it, the, the group of friends she had, she was playing Mahjong, is that the, the card game she'd play with these friends that day, and, and meet another group of friends from a different country and do something. Ongi pottery day. this day. Yeah, and yeah. That was the, yeah. the engineer's wives were a real, we were a real good network. They came from everywhere. They didn't have work, so they all s- sourced out each other to have different things to do in communities. So Yeah. It's out there. I I find like like you online often you think, Oh, it's just teachers, teachers, teachers. But but yeah, I mean I guess it's more of a lifestyle thing, right? Because yep. all the teachers have similar schedules, so they have similar free times. Mm. And I guess that's how they get together. Engineers yeah. have their And own. it's I mean engineers have twenty times yeah. the income and don't want to hang out with poor <laughs> teachers. <laughs> yeah. Um but I, I think It's that also was, an age thing to like sure. a lot a lot like yeah. A lot of the teachers are in their early 20s and... But it's almost like the teachers are too cool for the international students and the engineers are too cool for the teachers and these guys are too cool for the factory workers. But yeah, if you penetrate any of those groups and cross the borders, I mean, it's really interesting people. And I say some of of my good buddies now are ex-students that I had in Eunice that are now older and, you know, making livings here in Korea. Yeah, I, I agree, though. It is kind of age, you know, 99% of the engineers are men. Um, so there's a lot of these kind of things. So. Yeah. But uh, along the lines of uh, Stitch and Bitch, you're into other uh, artistic pursuits, Yeah. I guess. You're yeah. into, uh, so you're doing some coloring, you're doing the, the stitching. What, uh, what do you enjoy doing there? And what's the, not purpose, but what, why do you enjoy it so much? I, I just, I, I've always been a creative person. I've always done crafts. Like that was something, um, my mom tried to do with me when she was, when I was, when I was a kid, um, and always putting me, uh, in kind of art club and craft club. And, and it's just something I just, I really enjoy creating and making. And, um, I, I'm really into coloring right now. I this the the summer is coming and knitting is less appealing with the wool and the heat. Yeah. Um <laughs> so that's uh that and all my projects have reached a point that like I need to sit down and do some math to like get to the next stage and I'm in the last 2 weeks of my semester and yeah. my brain is not doing any math. Yeah. Um <laughs> like I uh, I'm solely trying to get through these last report cards yeah. and last two weeks of the semester then my brain will open back up again i'll probably get back onto the knitting but i'm i'm doing the coloring right now and it's just it's really relaxing and it it doesn't it doesn't require my brain it's all kind of just like feeling like yeah. like i'm just kind of looking at looking at whatever i'm coloring at the time and it's like you're in cruise control that, yeah. yeah that that kind of feels like it needs some green yeah, yeah. put some green on there yeah. okay <laughs> what does it it's it's all just like feeling and vibes yeah. and not um not thinking and calculations and math and um, knitting has a lot of like vibes to it and you like get into it, it's really zen when yeah. you're kind of like going at part of your pattern but like 
um, the sweater I'm making, I'm making a sweater for my husband, um, because it's custom measured to him, I can't just exactly follow a pattern. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, we're getting up to the shoulder part, and so, like, I have to, like, measure his <laughs> shoulders, measure him, and, like, get the right yeah, stitches yeah, yeah. So, so that it so that it fits Otherwise, be bitching. so that exactly <laughs> <laughs> so that it fits him um throws it he throws it in the dryer first day he gets it just strangles he knows better yeah <laughs> no he's 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 very appreciative of the knits he gets um when we got engaged i got my diamond ring and he got a handmade sweater and he still wears it sweet that's yeah. awesome my grandma used to knit us what do you call it? slippers for around the house and there's something special about you know it wasn't just bought at a store you put some you put some effort into it right yeah and uh, not so easy to throw away you are from the east coast i am what what kind of roots or what east coast traits or, or things do you still carry with you now after being abroad for so long i can make garlic fingers and donair sauce myself so i, I bring food with me um I have even made donairs by myself. Um, what are garlic fingers? What are garlic Garlic fingers are <laughs> glorious. So it's East Coast it, is a unique part of the country, and, and yeah. lots of the rest of Canada is not aware of what goes no, on in the East so, Coast. So garlic fingers, it's pizza dough with garlic so like, like garlic butter on it and cheese. These and are called Little Caesars breadsticks. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but, but it's on the pizza. It's, they're not like in, it's a big plate of oh, pizza a, okay and there's a special sauce that we eat with it well it's a it's a pizza it's a it's, circular it's a, it's bread a circular bread and it's cut into like fingers, fingers. Okay. and you dip it in donair sauce which is uh a sweet yeah, a sweet, gar sauce. sweet yeah. garlic sauce um and it's definitely a late night uh <laughs> post party uh, deliciousness that you regret <laughs> it tastes like regret um no um um but east coast what i bring with me i guess is my accent a lot of people hear it um, i don't hear it at all yeah, no i i don't hear it my husband hears it i don't Come hear on. it um but i guess i have really hard r's um, I, I haven't heard an ounce of it yet. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't hear it, but other people tell me they hear it. Hmm. Um, Traveling to the States, sorry, someone said that we're very nasal. Someone said, like, like oh, you guys are so nasal. Oh, you're from Canada, Canada. It's like, yeah, I never heard it before. But yeah. This is my Canadian. I, I've taught generations of Korean children to call them pencil crayons. What, are, what do you mean? What are they called? Color pencils. Oh, pencil crayon is Canadian. Blasphemy. Pencil ca pencil crayon is Canadian. Really? No one else in the world calls them pencil crayons but us. I think I tried that with Chesterfield, but it hasn't gone over so well. Yeah, I, I've, I've been trying Chesterfield, um, yeah. serviettes. <laughs> I don't know any. I don't know what else you call these things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, There's a couple other good ones. Sofas, napkins. Thongs. Like for your feet. I uh, I call them flip flops. Thongs, no. Used to be, yeah, but be Australians call them fun. Oh, is it Australians? Start mixing them up with the underwear and it gets confusing. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, plastic shoe between my ass cheeks is not working. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, How do I get my legs? What? In? <laughs> what are some of the things that you would maybe miss most about home? Um. Besides garlic fingers. Besides garlic fingers and donairs. Oh, jeez. Uh, friends, but a lot of my friends have moved to Toronto. 
Because that's what you do when you're from the East Coast. You move to yeah. Toronto. Is that the, is that the <laughs> promised land? <Do> you know? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, but I, I miss community. I miss, like, I've, I've got a big family, lots of aunts and cousins and that kind of thing. And, and going to the cottage. Yeah. Going, uh. Definitely miss going to the cottage and, like, doing a sing-song and, like, a fire pit and yeah, that kind of... And from time to time, I do miss the six feet of snow. You don't shovel, do God, you? God, I remember no. a couple of the big snowstorms out there. Yeah, um, my my we got oh. we got married we got married in Moncton on January fifteenth. Um, it was the one weekend all January it didn't snow. My in-laws had never they're from Ohio, had never seen snow like that. My husband had to circle. He he came we weren't on the same flight because I had more vacation time than he did, so yeah, I came yeah. home. Um he had to circle because of the snowstorm. Um wow, couldn't couldn't fly in and he, he's driving in and the snow was over the parking meters and he just looked around and went, What Free have I gotten myself? <laughs> Free <into?"> parking. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's yeah. When you're when you're young and you don't have to shovel, it's always uh, always fun. But as you get more into uh, yeah. into adulthood, and you, yeah. I, I'm from Thunder Bay. We grow up. It, it's cold and there's snow, but when we moved to Winterpeg, holy shit, man, that's a different level. And that was '96, and that was the flood of the century. And I was away playing hockey, so I came back from down south in Ontario, end of the season, maybe like May. April? No, must not couldn't have been May. Must have been April, maybe around April. So it was all that's when all the snow was melting and shit started hitting the fan. And my first month of school was spent sandbagging and I was like, This is the best high school ever, man. We don't have to go. We'd go sit on the back of semi trailers, driving down the roads, throwing off sandbags, and I was like, This is a lot different than the high schools in southern Ontario, man. <laughs> this is redneck. This is good. Um but yeah, Winnipeg winters are pretty harsh. Yeah. Uh, what else? Anything else? Do you uh, do you harbor any uh, any really hateful feelings towards uh, Thunder Bay for killing Terry Fox? No. <laughs> no. Nobody does. Look at the future. Where else would you consider, or is there any desired destination that? I mean, once you're you're in the international circuit, kind of is back home an option. Presumably, you can go. Can go anywhere. The states. Um, the states is not an option. Um. <laughs> No, just like healthcare alone, like unless they get that sorted out. Um, big deterrent. Big, big, big deterrent. Um, I, I really do want to stay in Korea for like a good period of time. My husband and I have been talking, looking for, forward in the future to retirement or possibly even retiring a little earlier than retirement. And uh, Thailand or Vietnam for like... The, that kind of golden years yeah. sort of set because especially Thailand they do have a good healthcare system. Um, one of the one of the best one in the of the world. best yeah. in the world. Yeah, um, affordable cost of living like beaches. Um, just I visit I visit Thailand a lot and I like I like being in Bangkok. I like being out on the beaches. I like I like I like Thailand a lot. I, so I, I think, agree. Um, it's a it's a great kind of place. I think I'd like to do some of my retirement there. If I were to retire back to Canada, I think it would be Halifax, not back to Moncton. Um, wow, what a choice! Halifax or Bangkok? Yeah, <laughs> Bangkok. Bangkok yeah. is is definitely more like 
the actual plan, but if it was back to Canada, yeah, it, would, right. it would probably be it would probably be Halifax. Um, and but just for the time being, like I think we're really looking at kind of staying in Korea. Um, Japan is on my radar. My little brother lives in Japan. Um, we're really close. I haven't seen him since 2015, mm. um, but we talk like all the time. Mm. Um, and I, I miss him a lot. And he's kind of, I'm not sure exactly his long-term plans, but he is pretty in Japan. He speaks fluent Japanese. Like and one level or what, what, like, Whatever the test is to speak like a native speaker, he's passed it. Oh, wow. Um, How long has he been there? He got there when I was 2016. 2016. Oh, He wow. went to Japan. But he had already... He learned Japanese in university. Okay. Um, and then went to Japan and... Used it. Used it. Good for him. Um, yeah. So I'm really, really proud of him for that. Um, and... So Japan is kind of on my radar because I have like family there, but like Korea is really it's a happy medium. Um, yeah. It's a happy medium. It's 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 where I first experienced independence as an adult. Really, yeah. like coming, I I had lived I had lived out of my parents' house since I was like eighteen, but it had been university, and mm. then I spent a few years in Calgary, and then came to Korea, and that's Ooh. I I had money, I had friends, I had yeah. like. That's where I grew as an adult. I met my husband. Real and adulting. Real yeah. adulting. <laughs> and so Korea really has a sense of home to me. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way too. Coming over here at 22, just grew up so fast. You're like, whoa, this is what it takes to, to survive kind of by yourself. And there's no uh, no safety net there for, you got a, a long flight to, to get back home. So You say retiring in, in Thailand potentially. Um, I'm attracted to some of these places just because of how much further your money goes. Yeah. I yes, mean, I mean, yes. you, you, if you decided on that and, and actually it happened, you could probably retire 10 years earlier just based on how much further your money goes, which is pretty attractive. I mean, that, 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 that thought has crossed my mind. <laughs> the, that's only a couple years away, man. Um, the, the, the thing you have to forfeit is maybe the, the friends and stuff that you've built along the way. But I think for me, I mean, and I will be with my wife, so that's a difference. She's pretty rooted here. I am, I am, but I'm not. I've been all over the world as well, and I feel I can make it anywhere. But if it's a difference of retiring 10, minutes, 10 years earlier, I'm all for it, and I'll make friends wherever the hell that is. Yeah. I, I can sort it out. I can figure it out. Is that kind of the mentality that, you know, if I went back to Thunder Bay, my buddies aren't there anyways. If I stay in Korea, well... God, some of my buddies are going to be dinosaurs soon. And, and, you know, other guys are moving on. Some move home. So I don't have a place that's home. I, I, don't, I don't know yeah. where my friends are. They're all over the world. So for me, moving to Thailand or, or one of these countries, I'm familiar there. I, I've been there. I enjoy there. Um, I, I don't think it would be that much of a challenge, especially when you meet the minimum things of, you know, decent food, social life, health care. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, that's 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 very very similar to kind of my thought process on the subject. It's like, like I said, Korea feels like home, but like I can make anywhere feel like home. I've been places that don't feel like home, and yeah. I and I don't stay. Like like right. you, you you meet those people in wherever you are, and they're like, I hate it here, and it's so awful. Well, 
Cool. If, go. <laughs> and and I have been places that I, I hated it there and it was so awful. And so I finished out my contract and hit the road. Hit yeah. the road. And, and, and that's that's okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in Korea, I do have friends. I'm making a community. But those people are not necessarily... Transient too, right? Yeah, they're they're transient as well. So like, my friends are all over the world. My best friend, I met her in Soul Stitch and Bitch. She now lives in upstate New York. <laughs> um, we talk all the time, um, but I'm not moving to upstate New York just yeah. to be with one of my best friends. Yeah. You know, like my other best friend is Korean American. Her husband's Korean. They live in Morocco. <laughs> um, you know, so like but the the good thing is now too. If you have a a good community of friends that you can meet, you can use the internet and and, yeah. and chat and, and video chat and or Zoom or whatever you do these days. The other thing I think of then is come for a visit, guys. That's another thing. Too. Anytime, open a small hotel and, and you know you think you wanna you and you can have your mango shake. We we talked about it for twenty years. Mango shake stand if you want. Employ a few locals. Get a little bit of pocket money coming in. I mean, but I mean, you could literally you could move there now. I don't think it costs fifty bucks a day to live. You could teach two hours on uh, kids. on VIP kids and sustain your sustain your life, right? There's no shortage of uh, yeah, the problem right now work. is what the, what do I do with my kids? <laughs> and that's old enough. The uh, <laughs> that's that's the thing. I mean, no strings that you're free, right? You can do anything. So yeah. seems probably a lot. A lot easier. We're we're kind of restricted to a time frame of kicking the kids out at, at a certain point and then being able to do that stuff. So yeah. But definitely, I, I look at people and like my parents were in Florida for a lot of years. I said, listen, even with the exchange rate being so lopsided, it was still cheaper because the cost of living was so so cheap. Yeah. Um. So and, and I mean the seasonal depressional stuff in Canada. If you're there buried as an an old timer in the winter. And you can't go out a lot. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Where you could be in Florida enjoying the heat, yeah. golfing. That's my dad. I was going to say surfing, but not surfing. Uh, <laughs> golfing, ride Play your with bike. with your new hip, kay- surfing. <laughs> kayaking, whatever, right? Um, it's If you look at the difference, you know, okay, curl, curl until you're 60 and then your knees give out. No more curling. That's a big social one yeah. for old timers. And then what? I mean, five feet of snow, what are you going to do? Do I so I imagine do, uh, curling. I got you. <laughs> you Six-year-old guys curling. I got you. Uh, guys are trying to curl slow. so much, but yeah. Nate. Anyways, anything else? No, I'm anything good. Here? Anything uh, we didn't ask that you want to uh, chat about? Uh, not that I can think of. No, yeah, I. You good. Yeah, I'm good. Listen, thanks for coming in all the way. Uh, all the way from uh, from Dongu there, much appreciated. So we sorry we couldn't come out and, and meet you halfway there. I feel bad, honestly. That's no, that's no, quite, uh, no, quite a hike to make you come out. Yeah, but. I I sprung for the taxi because I am not a morning person. Like I I, I got up with enough time to get on the bus yeah. and and it was like time to like start to get dressed to get to go on the bus and I was like I need like three more cups of coffee yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah. I just had more coffee sprung for the taxi but I I'm gonna. Hop on the bus and go to Samsung yeah. and go to Up Square nice. and uh, pick up some more markers for my coloring and Beautiful. do a little shopping you around get a, there. Up Square? The, 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 the basement. Gil- right? 
Kyobo in the bookstore. Yeah. There's uh, probably the best place. Yeah. Well, Guam, Guam, Guam has, but there's specifically a set of markers that I want. Um, the fine line, oh, okay. the Staedtler fine lines. Um, because some of my pictures in my coloring book have like really tiny yep. kind of spaces. So there's a set that I want down in Kyobo, and then one of my markers is running out of ink. I've used that color a lot, apparently. So mm -hmm. I'm going to head up Guam and see if I can replace that one, one nice. marker. Awesome. Yeah. Keep it up, man. I love the, I love the uh, artistic pursuits. I find deep satisfaction in making or coloring or, yeah, or doing too. something. Just kind of turn your brain off and kind of yeah. autopilot. I love it. Yeah. So, anyways, thank you very much for coming in. It's been real. Um, let's do it again at, uh, at some point. Thank you and goodbye. Please don't forget to check out our sponsor, Dr. English. It's your one-stop shop for all your English conversational needs. Enjoy learning from the comfort of your own home. Today, you can call 010-4591-1496 for a free sample class. Take your English to the next level by visiting their website right now at www.dr-english.com. What are you waiting for? Dr. English.